Hi, I'm Madeline Quigley. And I'm Emily Quinn. And this is Young and Bereaved, a podcast about grief. Why does this sound better than anything we've ever heard? I'm going to turn the fan off. Great. I'm about to get way hotter. Well, we can hear it is the problem. (sighs) Everything is picking up on this. I don't actually. I think it's actually. You could hear the fan in the background. Oh, yeah. You're the audio engineer, (laughs) which is why it's so bad that I'm the one who ends up. Just so you guys know, we are. Our mouths are like an inch away from each other right now. We are both speaking into my phone. (laughs) We're on the brink of kissing to make this. Truly, my iPhone, whatever, still has a button. (laughs) Yeah, this is some archaic shit going down. Yeah, this is like how they recorded the first podcast ever. (laughs) I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, when was the last time we were? Was it like January or February? Like when was that? You came over and we were excited because we figured out the two mic setup. Yeah. Which, like, the thought of having to figure that out again is scares <laughs> me so hard. That's why it's taken us so long just having to set that up again. Just having to set that up. It's a four month setup on the <laughs> on the two mic situation, and it's still not ready. No. No, no, but luckily we got we got the iPhone. Yeah. So I wish you guys could really see just how close together this we are. This is not how podcasts <laughs> should be made. This is how you call like a family member for their birthday <laughs> and you're all huddled around. Like, Get over and talk to grandma. That's like what we're doing right now. Uh, well, hello. What's up, you guys? Welcome to our show. Yep. It's summer of 2022 and maddie has she's hit her two-year mark and mine is approaching your mom passed away was it the 17th of july 16th 16th of Mm -hmm. july yeah that's coming yep 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 so two years i'm I'm cool with talking about we're jumping into this talking about the two-year mark let's freaking do it that's like where we're at two years it's so much more integrated oh yeah it's it's not a life ruler no anymore i don't know it still changes all the time and i feel like at two years my family is starting to like pick up our relationships with each other again kind of um or like figuring out new boundaries almost um so things have changed and yet they haven't you know I I agree with what you said about it being, like, so much more integrated because, like, it's that sad fact that we were so worried about, which was, oh, we're just going to get used to it. And then that's even more sad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, well, that's just what happens. Unavoidable. You just get used to it. Right. And then it is easier because you're used to it. But it's, like, so sad that it was, oh, it's easier because I'm fucking used to not having a mom. Right. Like, it always just becomes sad in a different way like even if it's easier Mm, that's so true it's sad because it's easier like it never Mm -hmm. actually gets better like you you just i mean and this is all the shit that we were reading and hearing in the beginning is like it never gets better you just get better at handling it you just get better at carrying it you just get stronger but i do feel so much better like so much better like yeah yeah you have made an an incredible 
recovery like I feel like your arc is so much more dramatic than mine yeah I mean from how low and all-consuming it was to where I am now which is like sad for sure about it but like you're living your life I'm living my life I've I feel like I've done a lot to process it Mm -hmm. and it feels pretty processed like the the big pile like I feel like when your mom first dies you're handed this big pile of grief and it's like all right sift through it I feel like I did the sifting you know like I kind of worked through Mm -hmm. the pile figured out what was going on there it's organized it's organized yes there's like label that it's like in bins yeah you know where things are yeah Mm -hmm. I actually forgot my mom um it was the two-year anniversary. Like, I hadn't even been thinking about it leading up to it, the date. I had, it hadn't been like... I remember you told me that when I texted you. Yeah, you texted me, and I had only realized it like an hour before. And then you texted me, and I was like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even really think about it. And it was funny because Jane forgot it. And I feel bad even saying that because Jane does so much for me. Like, she's such a good friend. Like, she, like, forgot it. But, like, she said to me then like two days later like I didn't I'm so sorry I didn't bring up your mom's you know you know like the day your mom two years or whatever and I was like it's so funny because like I kind of forgot like she and I were in sync enough that she also hadn't been like you know I don't know right thinking about it yeah wasn't on the radar it wasn't on the radar really for either of us didn't think that would ever happen um yeah I don't know what this two-year mark is gonna look like um I think I'll be working, so that's kind of how I want it to be. Um, But I don't know. We didn't really mark it with anything last year, and we probably won't this year. It's more of just like a a body keeps the score kind of moment where, like, I know I'll probably be still, like, fucked up even if in my head I'm feeling okay. Yeah. I'm probably still going to have a physically hard day. Um, How was your Mother's Day? It was fine. I worked at the abortion clinic and I made people not mothers on Mother's Day. So mm-hmm. that was pretty much the best way I could think to spend it. Um, and I don't think I did anything like in the in the afternoon because we had a half day that day. I, I don't know, man. It, it wasn't bad. I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't think I get triggered by like the usual triggers, you know. Good for you. I do get triggered by like a fucking Mother's Day card section at Target that shit does no it's the emails for me it's the incessant emails of like Mm. hey and mother's day sale here hey mother's day hey like don't forget mother's day like it's the specifically the fucking emails (laughs) and i sent you a screenshot of a notification that uber sent me that was like get your mom an uber gift card (laughs) for mother's day and i was like hey you think they got uber in heaven and like you think i can give my mom some uber eats in heaven i think i saw i got one email this year that was that acknowledged like mother's day isn't mother's day for everyone but only one like that would be so cool if that were more more of a thing one jenny's ice cream i don't know if you know them they let you we yeah of course you do jenny's you're an ohio gal of course you do oh you grad oh you grad over here knows her jenny's um they email you and they're like mother's day is coming up if you want to opt out of all of our mother's day promotions please feel free and i was like that's fucking sick thank you so i finished uh crying in h mart yeah 
Yeah. I remember when you texted me, you're reading that. I was like, okay, you're ready to get wrecked. <laughs> but I definitely could see why it was more like it made me cry for sure. Like a lot of it resonated very, very deeply in a way that a lot of other books haven't. Um, but it was definitely, I think, more of a, a Maddie experience than a Quinn experience. Yeah. The plot. Yeah, yeah. And just like the way that her death unfolded and also the relationship yeah. that Michelle had with her mom. I think was more similar to yours with your mom yep. than mine with mine. But yep. she did have, because uh, it's the the lead singer of Japanese Breakfast, Michelle. Um, her mother died when she was, I think she was 25, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, of cancer. And it was like a long, a long-term thing where she gradually got sicker and sicker over time. So that it was like the first thing to separate my my relating to it and it's like you know not everything has to be exactly what i went through but Mm -hmm. it is very different to have someone suddenly die versus have versus knowing someone that is going to die um those are two like very different kinds of of bereavement experiences um but there was definitely a lot that really resonated and especially there's a part where she gets so angry because she had only just gotten to the part of her life where she and her mom were starting to get along consistently and yep. were like becoming friends and were were getting to a point where they were able to joke about how much of a monster <laughs> Michelle was as a teenager. <laughs> um, and then that was cut short and it wasn't fair and it's just not fair. And it's like her just being so s- furiously, obscenely sad and angry about that. And so stuff like that is always going to ring true. Um, but it was interesting, like knowing that you had read it and seeing the parts where like maybe I wasn't resonating as much, but knowing, oh, Maddie must have been like really hit by that. You yeah. Know? It's funny. I The mom of one of my good friends read it and like, you know, it was someone I'd grown up with and like her mom like knew me at the ages where like I was fighting with my mom, mom a lot. So she obviously knew my mom and like what our relationship had been when I was 12, when I was 15, when I was 18, you know? Yeah. And um, she said, like, I would be curious about Maddie's opinion on this. I'm sure it's so hard because their stories are so similar. And I feel like the one thing that, like, it's a very sad book. I remember I read the first chapter and I was like, fuck, can I do this? And then I kept reading. And I think the, like, descriptions of someone dying just don't... I just don't find them interesting. And, like, I don't know if I would feel like this had I not lost someone. But, like, the part of the story where the mom gets sick and dies is, like, not that interesting to me. Mm. And I also just know because of how private my mom was, like, reading it, I'm like, oh, my mom would be so sad if I shared those details. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I'm more, like... Like how pathetic death makes you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like on um, my other one of my favorite grief podcasts, uh, what is it? Monday morning mm-hmm. where they go, they're like outrageous and they say like talk about how their mom looked like a lizard before she died and stuff. And like that's, you know, the honest truth of what it looks like yeah. when someone's dying. You know, yeah. they like they don't look the way, you know, they change and they're sick and they're dying and stuff. And like. I just, those details, like, there's a lot of those in the book. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I absorb those more abstractly because, I don't know, I just, like, the actual sick and dying part, I separate from the loss because... I know it's a part of the story that, like, my mom was really private about. And so, like, I don't even in my head focus on it. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Um, 
But I also think it does, it added some value um, just in like the progression uh-huh. of how sick she got um, and how it did change her physically in a way that made her like kind of unrecognizable yeah. to Michelle. But Absolutely. I do get what you're saying. And I was definitely more interested in like the emotional implications that she was going through as those little things were changing day by day. Yeah. And the little things that her mom wasn't able to do anymore rather than like her entire tongue being coated in blisters. Yeah. And like I feel like her mom dies and there's like 50 pages left in the book. Like it's like her mom dies at the very That's right. end. That's so, right. And then she kind of is like. It's all build up. It's a lot of build up. And then it's like oh and the next years of my life worked out really well actually. Uh, <laughs> thanks mom. You know like which is something I love to like laugh and joke about too. But yeah it was an interesting perspective. We're so much more focused on the fallout Absolutely. of death than we are on the actuality of yeah. death. And I think that's a big part of the problem because I have noticed actually something kind of wild happened. Like the first person who I'm like really close to has a like very, very close to like one of my best friends in my life is has a parent who's very sick and they kind of came to me for the first time. Mm -hmm. First time someone's come to me like, Hey, like, I think I'm about to lose a parent. Like, what do I do? What do I say? And Kind of, I would be, okay, this is like a sick, but I'd be so excited to be in that position. I'd be like, oh my God, these are all the things I didn't do. No, dude, I, well, yes and no. I try to distress, like, let all the little shit go. Just spend time with them and don't spend all the time talking about their sickness. Just like hang out with them and Mm -hmm. like talk about whatever. Like, but at the same time, I also feel like I fucking know too much. Like I know too much about like how far along they would be and how close to dying. Like, do you know what I mean? Like people don't know what it looks like when someone's dying until you actually see someone die. And so like, I I don't know if it's my place to be like, oh, they're really sick or, oh, they're not so sick yet or, oh, if they're doing that, then you probably have this much time. But it's like mm. I kind of know that information and like I'm it's sit- like being a like a psychic. Like it's, what's the moral responsibility <laughs> yeah, of sharing that information? What's the moral responsibility? Will it, will it help? Will it? I don't know. I'm like, what do you want me to say? And also they're like – they're talking about, you know, what it's going to be like after. And I'm like, I do have a lot of answers about what it's going to feel like after they die and what your regrets are going to be like. Do you want that info? Mm. It's it's a weird new territory. Yeah, that and that's weird. And books like Crying in H Mart are helpful because I do think they give that perspective. But I don't even know if people reading it realize that if they haven't gone through it that it's like well dude i mean there's just no way to actually know it until you feel like there's literally no amount of like picture perfect descriptions you can Mm -hmm. give of what you feel when a parent dies you could i mean like you could put someone in vr and have them fucking experience it you know it's just like never something that you're actually gonna be able to get close to emotionally until it actually happens it's like having a kid i think yeah yeah. Oof. So, so like you can give the uh the shape of it. But But like do they actually want that when it's like there's plenty of time. We all want to know what it's going to feel like. We I guess skip- I did. I think it's American. Like we want to skip to the end, you know? Yeah. And like I remember right before my mom died like a week when it like became clear like oh shit, my mom is going to die like maybe like a week or two before. 
I Googling like, what is it like to lose someone? And like, yeah. what is grief? You know, what is it? And I want to prepare. And there's actually a, f- a thing that I, I forget what the name is. Oh, anticipatory grief. Yeah. Anticipatory grief is the grief you feel when you have that, oh shit, they're going to die when it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's down to the last week, they're Mm -hmm. about to die, and you start going through the feelings of having lost them even though they're still there. I had that hard, hard, hardcore with my mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you felt any anticipatory, like... There was no anticipation. you're right, you're right, you're right. I had zero Really, you had zero? Zero. Because how many days was it from when your mom was like hospitalized I think I was, too? So she was hospitalized. I believe oh, my dad has this timeline memorized. Oh, like that crazy. makes me really sad. I think she was hospitalized on a Monday, and then I got the call on Tuesday, and then I drove in. Rob drove me in overnight that night. Um, and then I was there on Wednesday, and then she died on Thursday. Wow, Quinn. So there was no. There was no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I still wasn't even on, like, the page of death. No. Right? Like, I was like, this can't be it. Like, they're ha- no. they're going to tell us there's another way or there's another I thing know. we can do. Um, it's so weird when it comes down to he, no, they die. Like, when there's no more wiggle room. You're not used to being told that there's nothing else you can I do. No, it's the oddest thing with yeah. lose the the permanence of loss is so freaky because with most things in life maybe it's expensive or inconvenient but there's some other fucking solution there's, a fix. there's always a fix to be told there's nothing else they're gone and again especially as americans who live in this like era of convenience mm-hmm. and things being reversible all the time yeah to have something that genuinely is permanent permanent is like we don't know what to do with that. Yeah, like aside from the grief, it's like of it's like trying to process a million. It's, it's just like the, hard. It's, it's just like a hard thing for your brain. Yeah, the, the concept of it's it. She's gone. There's nothing else. Is like wait, what? Yeah, like, no. Like I, my tiny puny brain my can't brain even understand can't it. Understand which it? Which is why I don't even. I can't like grieve in the like big displays of mm. like sobbing and falling apart because i can't even understand, no, understand that i'll never that. see her again it literally still doesn't guys i'm not being like hyperbolic it genuinely does not compute like it doesn't make sense in my brain that i'll never see her again so it's not even possible to feel like the the biggest of those big feelings and uh, and especially because they still are so familiar like when i conjure my mom like the warm feeling of her like like who she is in my head is like stayed constant you know like I still know I don't know like I don't want to say how she made me feel but like how she made the world feel like what it was like who she was I don't know I'd have to really think about the verbiage of it but like she's still the same in my head the way I pictured mm-hmm. my mom when she was here mm-hmm. is the same way I picture her even though she's not here. So, like, you know, when your mom's in the other room, you mm-hmm. know, she's mm-hmm. there and yeah. she's this and Object she's that. Mom permanence. Yeah. It's like I still have mom permanence even <laughs> though, like, I haven't seen my mom in over two years. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen my mom in almost two years. Had you gone back to New York? That's crazy. Ugh. Um, two fucking years man what was i gonna say oh i think i had even talked about this in the last episode that we did or maybe before that but it's still happening when i dream it's the 
the world of the dream, the atmosphere of the dream, it's like, it's just like the air that I'm in, in the dream. Okay. She's alive. Like I, the world of it feels like yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, like yeah, that yeah, object yeah. permanence thing where like she is in the other room. Like I know yep. even if I'm not seeing her, she's not a character in the dream or I'm not talking to her. I know that I'm living in a world when I'm asleep where she's alive. So it changes the way that everything feels. Like Absolutely. I wake up and it feels different. But isn't but that it is a very similar to the object permanence where like it's hard to like imagine your like change the view of your mom to like dead. Mhm. Mhm. And I bet your subconscious like because we are unable to do that, your subconscious isn't doing it because well, like we're still, still not used to it. I'm glad I can still feel Even that though we though. Are. Like it is really no, com- it's, it's so, so nice. comforting. It's it so honestly nice. is. Like I'll wake up in the morning and be like, "Oh, like I just spent some time with my mom." Like that's what it feels Aww. like. It's it that's what's funny when people like say like I don't want, you know, to remind you and it's like, "Oh no, it's so nice when you forget." Like when you have those moments where you're like, "I should text my mom." It's like the aftermath is kind of sad when you're like, oh, no, I can't text my mom. But, like, that half a second where you live in that world where mm. you're going to just reach out to your mom, mm-hmm. like, is so sweet. That's such a crushing come down, though. It's a really crushing come down, but for me, it's worth it for that half a Ooh, second. it's not worth it for me. And we're so fucking different. <laughs> we are so different in our, like, yeah. what, like, our pain <laughs> hits. I love that. Yeah. You're like, I like this one and not this one. And I'm like, ooh, the thrill of thinking she's still here. <laughs> my dad really really struggles with that too like his his first moment of the day every day is like remembering that she's dead oh fuck yeah man that's why he needs to be on antidepressants <laughs> or talking like talking to someone like you can't live like that no 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 she gone <laughs> she did she did <laughs> oh my fucking gosh she fucking did yeah <laughs> But we're doing we're doing pretty great, I would say. I think my life is really good other than the dead mom. Okay, brag. I mean, <laughs> did you not catch the part where I said other than my mom being dead? <laughs> did you not catch the caveat where I don't have a mom? <laughs> Look at that scratch. Jesus. Ah, stop. I could have showered for you. Your nails are Look how gross everything about me is because I'm a gardener. <laughs> Sorry. I have like just dirt on my legs. Yummy. So yummy. That was. I feel like. Good. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we're like. We're such idiots. Solid 15. That was a, <laughs> that was a quite tight 15. That was a pretty good quality 15 well maybe this will satisfy jd because she is still angry at us that's for fair never uploading another episode. that's fair so you know what i think i think that this is like honestly like a lifetime podcast like i think that we could mm. do like one episode like a year or like just ch- anytime we see each other like okay let's let's I, talk on the microphone especially if this phone thing where i don't want to do this anymore Me but neither. it's nice to know that it it's is an it's an option yeah. especially if we're like hey we're hanging out together like let's do this right right um i would like while i'm here this summer i'd like to pick it up again i agree i i would like to and we will figure it out. Yeah, we'll have a real microphone. We're not. Time. No, obviously, no fucking promises or no. Literally, like, no. like you'd I, be, you'd be stupid to believe you'd us. Be at this stupid point. to believe the most ridiculous thing we've ever said Fool on this. Me podcast. Six times. <laughs>
That's on you, babes. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even get it out of my mouth. I don't even know how to make an excuse anymore. There's like, no reason. There's we don't need not we, a point. We don't need to. We there's don't no need excuses. To. Um. I'm trying to think if I have any recommendations. I watch Dickinson. I, this is just like general shit in my life that I've been enjoying. Oh, you know what I've really been enjoying? I've been reading um, the Blue Fairy book. What's that? It's like a fairy tale anthology. And it was originally oh. published. You can borrow it when I'm done. It was originally published in like the late 19th century. I think like 1891. And it's like this guy collected tr- a lot of translated fairy tales from all over the world and put it at into an anthology whatever but what i love about it is they're like old fairy tales Mm -hmm. they're so fucking dark dude they are they just do not hold back in these old fairy tales like they're like and you need crocodile eyes and all this like it's just (laughs) shit like that and like to win the crown you must get to the king and boil his bones and blah 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 and feed it to the blood yeah it is so i think there are some grim brother like tales in there but mm-hmm. there's ones from all over the world and i'm just digging it because they're so fucking dark that's sick they don't hold back what about you i don't know that's okay i've been reading a lot but nothing that's like i know nothing that's like been hugely impressive lately i am halfway to my book goal for the year good so that's exciting you we're halfway through the year so yeah i'm right on track you're right on track um what have I been watching? I mean, <laughs> I've just been watching Real Housewives of New York, rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like just stupid shit to veg out to when I get home, you know? We're writing a play, kind of. Okay. Why would you like, we're like, now we we're going to have to answer manage, for that too. We can't manage to pull together one <laughs> like 20 minute podcast episode, but we are going to write and produce an entire direct, direct costume an entire yeah. play sure sure an immersive experience an immer- before you leave for Wait. fucking england sorry immersive experience and you're right it needs this play needs to be in like 4d <laughs> there needs to be like, like water it, on the crowd <laughs> and like maybe scent now i'm just thinking about the play okay well that's all you're getting for now i think right yeah for sure <laughs> for sure for for sure for sure i got two voice recordings but i got like six other old ones in here maybe i'll edit it in <laughs> we found voice recordings that might have been me talking to myself right after my mom died like and in late 20 and like yeah like november 2020 the dark ages of the our personal lives real darkest of ages yeah yeah where where ironing napkins made me burst into tears because it made me think of my mom that's like, when i would just go to the woods at heartwood acres and smoke weed by myself every single day Okay, but like I have done that during the, the healthiest the good moment. times. The good times. Those are again, the good again, times to different me. Different people. We are different yeah, people. That's so funny. I hope you guys are doing okay. Yeah, good point. That's a good <laughs> fucking selfish. Point. Yeah, we're fine. Eh. I'm sure you guys were so worried. Yeah, you guys care so much. <laughs> Actually, if I were a listener, I'd probably be like, what happened to those bitches? I know. That's how everyone on Instagram Murder treats suicide. me. Suicide. Well, <laughs> um, so we'll be back. We will be back. Probably. I want to be back. The thing is, we want to be back and our intent is to be back. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Okay. We're just, we should shut the fuck up. About it. Like, there's no <laughs> point in talking about this. We just end it. Okay. Missed you. Missed you. Bye. Bye.